This is Barb Smith, Director of Key for Women, welcoming you to another Women-Owned Wednesday podcast. I have a very special treat for you today. Joining me is KeyBank's very own CEO and Chairman, Beth Mooney. Welcome, Beth. Thank you, Barb. Looking forward to our conversation. Beth, as you know, Key for Women is celebrating a milestone this year. It's our 15th year anniversary. We've been helping women business owners meet their financial goals since 2005. And we offer a number of resources to help make that happen, from webinars to articles to this podcast. Can you talk to us about why it's important for business leaders and owners to have resources like Key for Women? Well, first and foremost, I want to say congratulations on 15 years. I have been here for 14 of the 15 years of this journey, and I can give firsthand um, testament to um, the power of Key for Women and what it has done to help support and transform communities and really help accelerate business formation for women and underserved populations, but more importantly and ultimately their ability to succeed and thrive. So I would tell you that making programs and resources such as Key for Women available is an imperative to help closing the gaps in business um, opportunity, access to capital, confidence, support, resources, networking, all those things are indicators of success. Um, So not only do people get access to KeyBank's resources, financial experts, programs, as you said, things such as this podcast, it helps them develop skills that they need to be successful. But it just as important, I believe, is that it gives a network of other business women members that they can look to for guidance and support. So we all kind of need our own personal board of directors. That's something we continually get feedback as small business owners, that that network, that perspective um, helps your plans, helps your execution, and just also gives you alignment in a community that helps you find opportunities that are joint and several. So I would tell you that um, it's done a lot for our clients, it's done a lot for our communities, and all the research says that women particularly, as business owners, access to capital, access to advice, programmatic support, all these are critical elements for success and the fact that we've been able to bring that together in our Key for Women program and bring it to our markets and to our communities um, makes me incredibly proud and I think we're making a difference. Beth. I'd like next to talk about the progress women have made in the last 15 years and the work we still have to do. What are your thoughts on the journey, where we are, and where we're headed? You know, I think it's important to celebrate the progress we've made, you know, including the fact that I believe that there are many more opportunities for women today than there were even just 15 years ago. Because I will tell you, as I look out across our company or as I look out across our markets or the landscape of uh, business ownership, I can realize that we've all come a long way, yet I won't um, sugarcoat the fact that there's also progress that needs to be made. But I think it's important for all of us who are ever in a position where we can influence and help lift people up that we carry while we climb. I think the evolution of leadership and our efforts to be supportive of female leaders, diverse leaders, and their allies um, certainly has helped to create those opportunities and for those who have followed them. So I know um, I'm an example of that, and there are many things I feel like in part of our journey here at Key are critical to helping facilitate those opportunities, both for our own employees, but also for our clients and our communities. 
But as in all things, it's a journey. And from a programmatic point of view, when I look at Key for Women, I think it's really important that we continue to invest, respond to the feedback, understand what programs, what processes, what kind of structures of capital, what kind of financial planning, what we can do to help facilitate confidence, investment, and ultimately success is critical to really helping foster and support women-owned businesses, which is an integral part of that journey of women and um, the progress we've all made. I know that diversity and inclusion are deeply personal to you, Beth. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes, Barb, thanks for asking that question. So I believe that leaders, women and men, have an obligation to ensure that diversity and inclusion are part of their business strategies and embedded in their cultures. And as a diverse leader myself, I believe I have a special obligation to do that and to do this job that I have well for all who will follow me. But diversity, from the boardroom to the back room, as I like to say, isn't just the right thing to do, it's good business. Diversity, by any stretch, by any measure, is a performance accelerator, and diverse companies are statistically more profitable and more productive. So if you will allow me to use KeyBank as an example, since that's near and dear to our hearts, I would tell you um, that while when I made history, when I got my seat at the table as our CEO, one of our directors actually said, we didn't set out to pick a diverse candidate, we set out to pick the best person for this job and for the fact that they chose me for this role um, and they believed I was the best person for the job. One of my learnings from that is that the world in many ways is a fundamentally fair place. So if I think about it, uh, what do we do to make sure in our actions, our programs, our communities with our client base that we are always making sure that we create those necessary ingredients of the world being a fair place in terms of how we extend ourselves and support programs such as Key for Women. And on the inclusion front, what inclusion means to me is that we're values-based, that we're authentic, that we authentically bring ourselves to work every day, that we're respectful. Uh, we need to create a collaborative culture where it can be safe, it can be respectful, free of bias, free of discrimination, and free of harassment. There can be no tolerance for anything other than the goodness in all of us. And each and every one of us, I believe, has a commitment to cast a shadow about what's important and being able to not only model that to each other, but to our communities. So I believe we lift each other up and I believe we must lift up our peers and our communities and our customers every single day. When I was a young woman and I was on my rise in banking, I know there were times when people dismissed me or demeaned my potential, and I realized that whatever my perspective or intention is, I probably have had times unconsciously um, or in some way that I'm not fully aware of that I may have done that as well. So I feel like that's part of the doubling down on the commitment to be both consciously and unconsciously aware of creating the ingredients for success fostering a diverse and inclusive environment and supporting it in our culture and through programs like Key for Women. Let's dig into that topic a little bit more. Beth, what are your aspirations for women in leadership roles in the future? Well, Barb, as I said, when I began my career, uh, the way women got ahead in the world was, I called it, we walked in, took our seat at the table, and just 
acted like we belonged there. Um, but interestingly enough, to feel belonged, people also needed to give us the chance to be in the room. So it was one part, I called it the moxie or the confidence to sit down and act like you fit in, but there was somebody who opened that door and gave us that chance. But the world has changed over a course of a generation, and I, I think I can be a person who can speak to that. Um, as I said, the only reason it changed was because people were given a chance. And now I look at it and say, in order to talk about that future of women leadership, we are the stewards of that chance for the next generation. We have the obligation to create a diverse and inclusive culture in our businesses, in our organizations, in whatever area we interact, both in business and in our communities. And we all have that obligation to carry as we climb. So in some organizations, business structures, attitudes can get in the way um, of diverse candidates climbing the ladder. That's still just a fact of the world we live in. But while individuals may not outrightly possess bias, the system may. And so that's another thing that we have to make sure we guard against and that we make sure we become more aware of what that which is unconscious. So to increase the number of women and other diverse candidates in business, in ownership, in um, executive jobs, I think you first got to acknowledge the fact that there aren't enough women in those chairs, in those positions, in, in our communities and get to the bedrock of what we can all do to create those opportunities, those chances, and lend that helping hand. And then as we all are in business, in whatever role we are, I think we need to be conscious of our legacy. I call it always begin with the end in mind. And what I mean is no matter where you are in your career, where you are in the maturation of the business that you own, I think you need to be conscious about that legacy, about what the end looks like, because you have to think about the impact you're having. We cast that shadow. We have to work to improve everything and everybody we touch because it's only through that collective commitment. I believe things improve and the, the future is yet brighter. So when I envision that future or that environment, uh, where we invest in the growth of diverse talent, where we're making sure opportunities are given to those who are most fit for the job. Capital is extended to people who can um, start and grow important and successful businesses in our community. Diversity is a plus in that. That's why Key for Women is so important. We see it as a plus, and what we're doing is to help facilitate that chance, that future for so many. And we've got to create a world where everybody can be their authentic and best selves. So I think if you lead with a focus on diversity and inclusion, um, we all become stronger and make good on the commitment to earn the confidence of everyone and respect of everyone that we deal with in our businesses and in our communities. And I think it helps create um, strength in the communities that we also proudly serve. Before we wrap up, I'd like to ask you one more question. You're about to approach a big milestone in your career in a few months, retirement. Congratulations. Your career with Key has spanned 14 years, including nine fabulous years as our CEO. What are you most proud of during your time with this company? First and foremost, let me begin with um, a career goes in a blink and an opportunity like coming to Key and working with our team, our communities, um, has been the privilege of my entire career, and it, it, it has just gone by so quickly, it's hard to believe, but there's also goodness 
in making sure that you do the right thing at the right time and pass on a company to a new set of leaders that will take it to the next level. And I'm incredibly proud of where we've been and incredibly excited and proud about where we key are going in the future. Um, so I would tell you that one of the things when I reflect on our company, how it's grown and how it's changed, one of the things I'm proudest of is we're not just a bigger company, we are a better company. I've long held the view uh, that I wanted to leave the company behind better than when I inherited it. I think that is one of the milestones of success. And I think I can say I'm proud to leave behind a company known for being a strong performer, a responsible bank, a responsible citizen, and we are known for our award-winning culture of diversity and inclusion. And I hope that during my time as career um, here at, as CEO, that I held myself accountable to the qualities of being a transformational leader, that I recognized the values of individuals and teams, that I built trust with people through being authentic and motivating and inspiring people to get up every day and come to work um, where they could bring their authentic selves and most importantly, do their best work. I think it's important to be clear and decisive about our direction, our values, our purpose, and that we put the client at the center of everything we do. And I think Key for Women is one of those cornerstone programs that show how we are trying to think about clients and community and lifting up. So that I hope I'm part of a generation of leaders who's done all that, but also built trust in our industry and what we can do not only for business, but for individuals, for communities, and um, for areas of pockets of need. So I remain proud to be a banker I think this has been noble work. Coming to Key has been, as I said, the most rewarding chapter of my career because I think we help make people's dreams come true and we make a mark and a difference with our clients and our communities and I can think of nothing I would be prouder to say was my life's work. Well, Beth, thank you again for joining me today and for everything that you do to help advance diversity and inclusion. Your retirement is bittersweet to all of us Please know that you have made tremendous impact to all of us here at Key, including me, and throughout the communities we serve. It has been an absolute privilege to work with you, and I'll do my best to pay it forward. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us on our latest edition of our Women-Owned Wednesday podcast series. Please be sure to subscribe, like, and follow us. And don't forget to comment to let us know what we're doing and what other topics we should cover. Until next time, go out and own your day.